It is the first Christmas Eve for my family to be here with you. And that's no small thing. Many signs of grace and wonder have been shared with us over these past few weeks. And so I want to say a word of gratitude first to you for the way you've received us over these past six months. The ways in which we're coming to know one another and shaping new relationships for the present and the future. It is a gift. And over the past several weeks, we've been talking about things we cherish about God and about Jesus. And to be received into a new place, for people to be conscious of that and and ask, hey, how's it going? How are the boys doing? Are they liking school? That's a gift, folks. Not everybody who moves into a new town experiences that. But you've been very gracious. And so it is with a heart of gratitude that even I stand here today, mindful of all, perhaps, the emotions and feelings that we bring with us to these holiday seasons. So with that in mind, I invite you with new ears and new hearts and new minds to hear this story that Luke tells that's recorded in the second chapter of his gospel, beginning in verse 1. In those days, a decree went out from the emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. And Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, at the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said, Do not be afraid. For I'm bringing you good news of a great joy to all people. For to you this day in the city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You'll find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest on earth. Peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. 
And when they saw this, they made known that everything that they had been told was true. But Mary treasured these things in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. My brothers and sisters, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Receive. Receive begins with Mary. Mary received a visit from an angel, maybe 12, 13, 14 years old. I don't think Mary had ever seen an angel before. Isn't it interesting how the gospel stories just tell things sort of a matter-of-factly? Like Mary had known angels already, but Mary received this angelic being with a message. Of all the women in Judea, and of Galilee, and all the women in the world that could have been chosen, Mary was chosen. She could have rejected this word and say, no, 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 I don't want that on me. I don't want that kind of pressure. I don't want to be the mother of God. I mean, could you blame her? 15 years old, probably never been out of the town in which she lived. And oh, by the way, the town in which she lived when they found out, I bet she received some other things too. I mean, in the towns where I come from, when that kind of word gets out about a teenage girl, well, people talk. She could have received lots of different things, but what Mary did was she received the word and she accepted it because that's what we do when we receive. We accept, we embrace. Receive. The whole world received news that Rome was at it again. Taxing, taxing, taxing. And we complain. Go to your hometown. And be counted. And Mary and Joseph had to go. Joseph, I'm tired. Mary, we've got to go. Yeah, but I don't want to run. Mary, you know what Rome would do? I guess you're right. And so Mary and Joseph went. They received the word. And they did what was expected, and they made the trek to Bethlehem. And when they received, when they reached Bethlehem, they received something else. They received a word. No room here. Tried on down the street. Sorry, no room here. Move a little further down. That's what they received when they got to Bethlehem initially. And I don't know if it was that some poor soul took pity on him and saw Mary's estate like she was about to burst. And they said, well, it ain't much. 
but if you'll come around back, we'll see if we can make something for you. Sort of back in a cave carved out in the side of the village. There were animals there, and if you've been in a barn lately, it doesn't always smell good. But that's where they were. They received they received a space and a place to lay their heads. And meanwhile, out in the dark, out in the fields, doing what shepherds do at night, Lord knows what, they were out there in the bleak darkness. Occasionally, they would hear an animal make a sound, probably listening for a a threatening sound from a different kind of animal or sort. And they were out there, don't, don't ask me what shepherds do at night other than that. And then the middle of the night, the whole sky lit up. Like Mary, I doubt shepherds had ever seen an angel. I don't know if they said any ugly words or went, oh my God, what is that? they received a message. I love how George Frederick Hundle does it in, the, in his Messiah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill. For unto you this day, the angel said, is born in the city of David a baby who is Christ the Lord, and he will save his people The shepherds received. Now, I have to be honest here. I did a little research about shepherds. You would not invite them to your children's birthday party. They could not give testimony in a court of law. They were shunned from social gatherings. Now, you might hire them to pick up the trash or wash the pots and pans, but you wouldn't let them in the kitchen, or somebody had to guard the silver. And the booze at the same time. Good, respectable folk would certainly not be expected to receive them in a guest line at a party. But we're told that the shepherds didn't fool around. They went with haste barreling down the mountainside, jumping over rocks and trying not to fall into crevices of that Galilean countryside or Judean countryside. They had received, and that was enough. And they were received by Mary and Joseph. Ever since then, I wondered what that moment was like. Receive is to believe this mystery of God become flesh and a baby born in a remote place under the noses of kings and rulers who could have crushed his tiny little skull with their hands. But receive him not as a baby who took on flesh for himself, but as Father Richard Rohr says, that God took on human flesh not just in that moment, but forever. To receive this is to trust that God took on everything physical, material, and natural 
in that moment of Christmas, you and I received a Savior who is both very human, everything human you and I would know, and at the same time, this mystery tells us that he is everything divine. And you and I received in that moment on Christmas a gift. We are participants in his life. We are co-creators with Christ. You and I have received a gift that is eternal in Christmas. Not just something we celebrate every year at this time. It is a gift of eternity. We are flawed and yet God, John's gospel said, has come to make his tent with us. And we can because God did. Our Western culture has tried to separate this with us thinking in terms of good and bad. White hats, black hats. We need some way, somehow to wrap our minds around this. So we we use this duality. But God is revealed in this flawed earthly material world. So why are we surprised that his first bed was a cradle where animals fed? It is in this simplicity that words are not adequate to describe. Simply put, receive him. Not not how Christians describe it or our cultures describe it and all that word about just Jesus. Receive him. In the silence of that Bethlehem night, the cries of a baby gave hope and flesh, and blood. Receive that this evening. Receive the peace and the grace that Christ brings. Receive the possibility that in being still and silent, you may experience the mystery of his peace. This baby born in Bethlehem may somehow be born afresh and anew with the promise that he lives. He lives in us. Receive him tonight in the silence of this moment. Born amid the tyranny of Rome where cruelty and injustice and hardship and pain were the norm, not the exception. Today our society is just as riddled with violence and power-hungry people. Saturday afternoon, I listened as one of Hattiesburg's finest tell of the chase and the harrowing attempts to arrest a man in a white truck who had early that morning brutally killed a friend of this community, Tony, who gave his life in service at Edward Street. The news reports this week in New York City, a rift between the mayor and the police department for a lack of support as protesters continue to prick the conscience of our nations in recent acts brutality. It is in this world that that same Christ is alive and invites us to live his life, to receive him and to follow his way for the salvation of the world. Let's be honest, it is not the path of ease, but the path of sacrifice and compassion and courage to take up our cross our challenging circumstances that life's revealed to us and follow.
When we receive him, we receive the power from on high to be co-creators and participants in his life and purpose, to bring up there, down here. This child born in Bethlehem, crucified on Golgotha's hill and raised from the dead on Easter's morn is worthy. He is worth receiving. And he is worth trusting. Name me anyone, any leader, any author, any creed that could bring life from death, hope from hopelessness, victory from defeat, or the promise of life eternal. Receive him, my friends, and leave this place tonight as the shepherds did. They went and told everyone what they'd seen and heard. A faith worth telling, a faith worth sharing, a faith worth living. A song worth singing. Emmanuel, God with us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.